Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to July. That's it. Half a year is gone. I don't know how fast it happened for you, but for me, super fast. From January to June, July to December, time flies. Today, I continue with you the topic promised in the episode 14 about being patient and patience of God. Some people think that being patient is very passive, means doing nothing. However, I have to say this is totally not true. We were discussing together how dynamic it is to be patient, how many things and decisions it requires, and most of all, how patient is our God to all of us. Always, always, and once more, always. If you missed this uh, episode about being patient, I encourage you to listen uh, to episode 14. However, I have a bonus, because before we will go to the topic of this one, I wanted to tell you a little story. A story that came to my mind much later after I recorded the um, episode about being patient. So patience teaches us to focus. Here is the story. Maybe you have heard this before. If not, I hope you enjoy it. A young man approaches the priest in the church and says, Father, I'm done going to church. No more. The priest then answered, but why? The young man replied, oh, I see uh, someone talking bad about another, uh, sister about sister, brother about brother, a singing group who lives out of tune, people who look at their cell phones, mobile phones during mass, among so many and so many other, other bad things I see them doing at church. The priest said to him, oh, okay, but first I want you to do me a favor. Take a full glass of water and go around church three times without spilling a drop of water on the floor. You can leave the church then. And the young man thought, oh, very easy. However, I don't see the connection with my problems, but well, let's do it. And he made three rounds just as the priest requested. When he finished, the priest asked him, when did you walk? Did you see anyone talking about badly about another? The man said, no. Have you seen how people complain about themselves? The answer was, no. Have you seen someone looking at their mobile phone? No. Do you know why? You focus on the glass so you wouldn't spill the water. The same goes for our lives. When we focus on our Lord Jesus Christ, 
we will not have time to see people's mistakes. Good story, isn't it? In other words, being patient is letting go of things which keep us off track and looking for those which help us to focus. So now to the topic of the day. What is letting go attitude and how do we live it? There is a number of talks about letting go. I have heard them many times and if you would just simply Google letting go, you will be able to listen to TED talks, to some spiritual talks, to psychologist talks. People uh, refer to attitude of letting go in so many different life situations. People define letting go in many, many different ways. I had some inspirational talks about that and I heard some talks which I disagreed. What struck me the most is that people talk about letting go when something bad happened to them. So in the context of grief, betrayal, losing something, broken relationships. So something what is really, really negative. And then they talk about the way of how they need to be healed from that situation, how they need to go through the all stages of grief and so on and so forth, depend on the matter. That would make a presumption that we have something that is taken away from us, that we had something, it has been taken away from us, so we need to let go of what is actually not with us anymore. That is one possible way. I'm not arguing that. But I believe, and I would like to present here, that this is not the only way of looking at letting go. I would like to propose a few points of what it is and what it is not. And maybe together we could offer each other a suggestion or maybe just simply a thought-provoking reflection of saying that letting go, it's actually not always negative or not always something what makes us less. But is it is an opportunity to trust and to gain more. So a couple of points. Letting go is not a submissive, passive attitude of accepting everything what comes your way. Instead of that, it is an intentional decision of choosing life as it is and letting some things to pass. Sometimes it means to uh, omit the situations or people which might be toxic or draining and which really take life out of you. That simply means that in many times in our lives, we just don't have to accept everything as it comes. We can choose what it's life giving for us and what it's not. 
an intentional decision of choosing life. Instead of passive attitude of accepting everything, whatever comes your way. Maybe simply not agreeing to whatever, but trying to live the best we can. Second point. Letting go is not giving up on your dreams and plans. Not giving up on your dreams and plans. But instead, allowing yourself to reshape your visions, your plans, your dreams, and be led into new or different areas of your life where you have not been before. I think it is extremely important. How often do we stuck in our minds, in our hearts, on some ideas, which is great. That's what gives us this extra push in life. But we do not allow a modification of those dreams and plans. And then we go into disappointments because what is happening is not matching our expectations. So letting go for me means to take opportunity to see how my dreams and plans need to be reshaped and create new dreams and plans. Maybe not exactly the way I plan it, but the best possible for me or for someone else. The third one. Letting go. It's not stopping everything and anything you thought of if you failed. And that is something really, really big. We often give up at the first attempt of failure. We don't continue. We let go again, connection with the dreams and plans. But what if letting go, it's not stopping, but it's rather evaluating, discerning, and deciding which direction to go and what steps to take. And that requires patience. Again, connection with the episode 14. You can't achieve something with the first attempt. Well, good luck with that. Some of us do. But even if so, that still will require continuation of hard work in order to be able to deliver at every time in our life the best that we can. The next one, letting go. It's not accepting difficulties as God's will without questioning where and how you got into the situation you are at. I might rephrase this sentence. You know, sometimes people kind of manipulate with these words, God's will. Oh, it was God's will. It was God's will. It was God's will. How do you know it? It's my question in the first place. And secondly, why do you put it on God if that was actually maybe your fault that something didn't work that way? So um, sometimes people mix that those realities up. And um, instead of just simply saying, I need to sit down and think what God wants me to do, wanted me to do in this situation through those events. 
what do they do? They said, oh, it's God's will that it didn't happen that way. I really believe that God is having a giggle when he show him this, when we show him this attitude, when we say, oh, it's God's will. I wish even being in religious life, consecrated life for over 30 years of my life, I wish I could say I always do God's will. Do I? Well, I don't think I will be humble if I would say so. Sometimes this will, it's not really God's, it's mine. It's my human shortcomings or maybe my own dreams, not necessarily his. So letting go, it's not accepting difficulties as as God's will, but rather looking at the situation through the lenses of God. Asking others for help in discerning, asking for opinion, being challenged and praying for the positive outcome. For the outcome that is actually desired by God in the first place. Letting go. What is your definition? Or as I was trying to say in the past couple of minutes, what it is not. Because it's also important to name it. What is it and what it is not. And where do you place God in all of your letting go? So we are moving to the next step and we are talking, what does letting God mean? Letting God what? Letting God into and That's what we are trying to unveil in the next step. There is a saying which is attributed to St. Ignatius, or some people say that it was actually St. Augustine. Pray as if everything depends on God and work as if everything depends on you. In other words, letting God It's to act 100% of our best and allowing God to say, I have done my best, God. Now you take over. You do the best what is for me, despite my efforts or working within those efforts in whichever way you want. Vincent van Gogh said once, I put my heart and my soul into my work and have lost my mind in the process. We know a little bit of his story and how literate it is, but I like this quote because it somehow reminds me that if we put our heart and soul into our work, we need to kind of allow ourselves to lose our mind and give it to God and say, God, (laughs) I have done my best. I have done everything what I could. And actually, I would not be able to do anything if not you. So allowing God to be this mind of yours and realizing that you and I are only the hands, the eyes, the heart, of God's work. Pope Paul VI 
said another um, beautiful words. I, I really like them. Let me quote them for you. All life demands struggle. Those who have everything given to them become lazy, selfish and insensitive to the real values of life. The very striving and hard work that we so constantly try to avoid is the major building block in the person we are today. Beautiful and challenging words, aren't they? So, letting God in all our life situations is losing our mind to Him, allowing Him to be led by His will, by His Spirit, by His desire for us, working hard without waiting for validation, recognition or reward. This letting go and letting God attitude creates the true freedom. Freedom of heart and freedom of mind. You still might be hurt. You still might be disappointed to yourself, to others, to situations, to life. But at the end of the day, you will be happy. You will find your purpose and place in life. John Dewey, who was a, a quite known American philosopher at the end of 19th century, said, to find out what one is fitted to do and to secure an opportunity to do, to do it is the key to happiness. To find out what one is fitted to do and to secure an opportunity to do it is the key to happiness. So letting God is the key to happiness because it is finding what we are fitted to do, what we need to let go of and how much we need to give God the driving force. You know, it's like in the song, Jesus take the wheel. How much do we have to give him this one? And that also creates in us a disposition that it's necessary in order for this to happen. This disposition is trust, faith and surrender. If you will Google a prayer of abandonment or surrender, most likely the top of the searches will be either the prayer of Blessed Charles de Foucault or the prayer of um, Thomas Merton. These two really come up very, very, very high. St. Ignatius might be the third one that will be there. Uh, what struck me and might uh, do to you as well that when you will read them, you will see how similar they are. People who are so um, set in their spiritual life really have the same language, almost like the language dictated them to um, use by God. One of the prayers which I'm about to read for you uh, right now 
has been uh, given to me, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, something like this, when I was going through a little bit of a difficult time. And my spiritual director at the time said, look, Grace, you know what? It is a good thing for you to just memorize this prayer, pray it often, and then you will feel that, you know, you are giving to God whatever you are going through. I started to read it, which goes like that. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. There's many more lines in this prayer. But when I read, do with me what you will, I just stopped. I was too upset to say to God, no, I don't want you to do what you will. I want things to have a different turn, not the way you want them. But I continue reading. Whatever you may do, I thank you. And I thought again, are you kidding me? I'm struggling. I'm fighting with you and you want me to pray I thank you? The next line was even worse. I am ready for all. I accept all. But at that point, I said to my spiritual director I, at that time, I said, I'm truly sorry, but I'm not up to this exercise. I'm absolutely not ready for all and I do not accept all. Well, she suggested that I should still pray this prayer. And uh, um, I did. So let me just read a little bit further. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. And the ending of this prayer, which you will hear again uh, towards the end of our talk together, they are very significant words as well. I surrender myself into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence. For you are my father. Even at the time when I refused to pray or memorize this prayer, I couldn't say some of the words and uh, I was struggling with them. I was struck by this last lane. Boundless confidence. For you are my father. Letting go of things which we cannot change. Letting God to take the lead, letting God to turn those difficulties into something uh, life-changing, inspirational, important, something what really will help others, even if it means that others will learn from our mistake, is an act of trust. If we have boundless confidence, if we give God ourselves without reserve. This is going to work and it's going to work well. It's hard not to think about the uh, little children, how they trust their parents without reserve, how they don't question, how they are ready for all how they are able to take anything what God, in this case, through their parents, give them. It's quite amazing to be encouraged by the fact that if we as human can trust another human, then how much more God actually trusts us? Because he does want us to be free.
He does want us to be happy. And he really does want us to live the life to the full, to give it all, give it all actually to others, which is giving back to him. I hope that a couple of those offerings uh, in this sharing of mine might be helpful to you. From the story about being patient and focusing into trying to understand that letting go, it's not a passive attitude, but it's a very active, intentional decisions in our life. And also is uh, being creative, being giving, and always evaluating, discerning, and finally allowing God to take the lead and trusting in him. As an ending to this episode, I'm going to pray once more the prayer of Charles de Foucault, this time without any interruption or my little stories, what I liked and what I didn't like when I prayed in the first place. I encourage you to, to listen to it and I hope that you might find something what will help you to go through the day, through the week, through the month, through the difficult situations, or maybe just praising God for successes that you are going through right now. I really would love you to um, maybe spend some time writing your own prayer of letting God and making your own little list of things that you are letting go of. I pray this prayer for you. Where are you now? What are you doing? Are you going to sleep? Waking up? Are you washing the dishes? Are you cooking? Baking? Are you cleaning? Are you just having a break during lunchtime at work and wants to divert your thoughts into something else and chose to listen to my podcast? Wherever you are and whatever you do, I pray for you now. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you with all the love of my heart. For I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself, to surrender myself into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence, for you are my Father. I pray this prayer for you, and I hope that this week will be good for you. If you struggle, Rest reassured about my prayer in your intentions. If this week is great, let us smile together 
and thank God for all the successes of your life. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com, and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.